Hello and welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. This one is an impromptu episode. It is definitely not something I was intending to record and I I don't have much of a voice left and I don't have the energy left to do this episode, but but I wanted to say it so I can think out loud for a second. And I haven't touched on men's issues in a while on the podcast, which is ironic since the title of it is Men You're Not Alone. But I've tried to steer clear of the issues for a little while just so I can make sure of where I want to go with men's issues. In the, in the United States, we have crafted a legal system that is finely skilled, very fine. I don't mean finally. I mean finely, finely tuned to removing fathers from families. That is what it's best at. And I would argue that's what it was designed for, that it was no accident. But this was fully intentional because this is how you destroy the nuclear family. When you make it so easy, effortless almost, to remove a father from children's lives, and you do that for several decades, what you get is a nation full of the fruit of that, that endeavor of removing fathers from homes brings a whole host of issues that we now face in a large scale in this country. And it is helping to undo this culture, to severely fracture it. I've touched on this on many episodes in the past. And sometimes I don't say stuff because I feel like it's going to be uh, harsh sounding or something like that. But, but that is, anybody that is not blind can look at our, our court system here in the United States. And it is one thing it is insanely efficient with, and that is removing fathers from children and removing children from having access to their fathers, influence from their fathers. And there are a host of those things that I mentioned that all kinds of fruit that gets born with it. And then men try to have a voice to, they not only work to correct those things in their own children, the very things that the system has efficiently infected into those kids automatically by removing the father from the picture. And it's not a mystery. There are ample peer-reviewed medical research papers, and they make it very clear the, the negative impact of a father not being involved in children's lives. And we don't have a pandemic of fathers who don't want to be involved with their children. We have a pandemic of a court system that is taking fathers out of the picture, really for no reason at all. There needs to be no reason. It really costs nothing to achieve it. It requires no evidence to achieve it. And that's it. It's it's as effortless as running through a car wash almost. It's like a plug-and-play thing anymore here in the United States. And we are reaping what we have been sowing for decades. And we're not even there yet. It's still coming to fruition. It has not reached its maturity yet. And that does make me quite concerned for the future of our, of our country. And I don't think that that's an unfounded sense of our future. And I'm not without hope at all. I don't give up on things. I don't give up on my country. I don't give up on my people. I don't give up on my family. I don't give up on other people. But women know how much they benefit. It's not a surprise to them. It's not a mystery to them. They talk about it when they're amongst themselves. They know that there's a lot of reckoning that needs to be done. There's a lot that needs to be corrected. And it would take women helping to do this to accomplish it because the system won't change until the benefactors choose to no longer benefit from that. No more unjust gain. No more abuse of position. To pummel down, pummel down men, take the cash and prizes, 
and pretend as if there is no impact, there's no longer long-term impact, that there's no, there's no impact on our families. But it's a very real impact, and it's going to pay us back in spades. It's starting to now in the United States. We're seeing it in our younger people. It's coming with a fury. And again, that's not by accident. That was designed to be that way. There have long been devices to bring down the United States. It's just hard to do it militarily. So you have to do it culturally and dismantle it. That way you can rebuild it in your own dark image. And I think that's probably what's happening. If women would just draw a line in the sand and say, we're not doing this anymore, we're not going to be trying to remove fathers from our children's lives. We're not going to be demonizing men. We're not, we're not going to use them as a, a bucket to crap in. I can't imagine the healing that might take place in this country. And that was the purpose of this podcast, was to try to motivate or figure out how do you start healing a nation? How do you start healing a culture? And that takes all of us. And it can't be divided, and it takes us working together. The whole idea of a family is, is more than one side of something. It's a complex dynamic that works together toward a common goal, common values, a common future. It's not about wrecking other things to get where you want to go. It's about having your neighbor's best interest at heart while you do it. It's about having our children's best interests at heart. As we move and we make decisions and we make sound moral calls when nobody's looking, and even if it's approved institutionally to divorce rape men and take their children and take their stuff, it doesn't make it right. It can be ethically and morally reprehensible, and I believe it is. But just because the institutional mindset says that that's okay, and in fact enables it and encourages it, and in fact almost demands that it happens that way, that doesn't make it right. And that's where it comes down to an issue of character in a culture. And that might be where we've suffered the most, is our character. Because me first, screw you, there's no nation that can stand with a collective mindset like that. And I'm not throwing darts at all women, but I would say that has largely... That is one of the fruits of feminism. Me first, screw you. I'm entitled to it. And now I watch women turning on each other because they feel like the other one doesn't have the right to get what I want. I need to take it from them to get it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's such a self-devouring mindset. And again, I don't believe that was by accident. I believe it was heartedly, wholeheartedly intentional. I think it was a pretty intelligently laid out logistical nightmare for the American family. And whatever we allow is what's going to continue. See, this isn't going to change at the court level. This isn't going to change because if the court level, if they try to change it, they're just going to move it to another extreme. They're going to divorce rape women. They're going to take children away from women. Like this is, you can't leave it in the hands of the institution to decide the course of a, of a culture or a people. The people set that course. The people dictate that course. But it's like we stop believing that and we think only in that technocratic mindset, the experts are the ones that set the course for the country. And the fear campaign of 2020 to 2022, perfect example of unelected experts dictating the entirety of the behavior of a culture, the movement, the employment, the access to food, unelected experts. That's a technocracy. And we're not shifting from that direction. We just continue plowing along. And anyone who dares question the experts is a radical, is a fringe, is an extremist. 
because they're thinking for themselves and saying, you know what, that evidence doesn't fit what the expert is saying. Well, that's heresy in the technocracy. But yet we find ourselves there, and I'm looking for the collective voice of women to finally rise up and say, we value our families so much, we're going to stop doing this, even though everything around us tells us it's okay. In fact, it's what we deserve, because we value our children and the men we married enough that we're willing to not gain in doing the right thing, to maybe, in fact, lose some of the cash and prizes, or maybe just not get them, to straighten out our children, to straighten out our future, to play the long game. Because it's like we're stuck in playing the short game, and the short game keeps the horizon of the short game keeps getting shorter to where the cycle, the frequency of the cycle now is so fast that it's almost like it's spinning into this Tasmanian devil that it will consume itself. It's going to actually reach around and bite its own tail like the Ouroboros. So I don't have a lot to say. I, I just, there are some moments where I look across how the experts guide our system. They guide our institutional systems. They guide our mindsets. They guide our media. A lot of times they guide what we should believe religiously, what would be approved to believe about the Bible, our own faith, our own Savior, Jesus, our own God, Yahweh. And don't dare cross the line and conflict with the experts because that'll make you a heretic and a rebel and an extremist because you are not part, not part of the collective mindset. And that collective mindset is, when I mentioned the removing fathers from the picture of families, that's just one more piece in the collective mindset. It's a destructive collective mindset. And all it takes for us to stop that is just to make a choice to stop doing that. That's it. To love each other as fellow countrymen, to treat each other and view each other stubbornly as fellow countrymen, as neighbors. That's it. Suddenly, the, the experts don't have power over our lives. And instead of having this false sense of freedom, we actually become free. And now we find ourselves in charge of our own course in life, our own attitude, how we raise our children, how we treat each other. We don't need an expert to tell us those things. We intuitively know most of it. God wired it in almost all of us, the bulk of it. But as soon as the institutional experts say that we don't have to do that, that that's, we, here's a destructive option that is more, that's also accepted. We're going to remove the taboo of it. The collective mindset, the hive mind, it runs to it because the technocratic experts have taken away the taboo and said, no, no, this entirely self-destructive course that turns you loose to chase your wanton desires unchecked, the desires of your heart, even if they destroy the people around you, that's totally good, totally noble. There's no shame in that. And like a bunch of lemmings, we believe that. I don't. But enough of our culture does that it just completely steers the ship where it lost at sea. And at some point, we, me, you, listening to this, wherever you are, whatever country you're in, you are directly influencing and impacting the course of your, your people by the choices you make, by how you treat each other, by what you do when nobody's looking and when something is wrong but institutionally acceptable, saying, no, no, thank you. That would be wrong. So go away. I'm going to cut this one off here. And this was more of just a moment of reflection around some circumstances that I'm watching unfold around me. And I am exceedingly tired and I'm going to go collapse in bed right now. I hope that if you are part of the collective mindset in any regard in your life, that you would divorce that. Maybe we should stop divorcing each other and 
start divorcing collective mindsets. The hive mind, the technocratic experts, their group think. I hope you can break free of that. And I hope you have a great day. I'll catch you on the next one.